0: Up next on The Handy Guys, we're going to talk about plywood, where to purchase it, what kind to get, and if we have time, we're going to talk about dust control for The Handy Guys. Welcome to The Handy Guys podcast. A podcast for Handy Guys from Handy Guys. Here are the Handy Guys themselves. Brian and Paul. So, Brian, I know that... um, When you buy a house, you often get it inspected, or you should get it inspected. Sure, absolutely. Um, But I also... Well,
1: you mean mean you're hiring your own independent home inspector. We're not talking about building code inspections. We're talking about the home inspection. Exactly.
0: Yeah, when you get it checked out. Right. Well, I want to talk about an article I I read uh, about uh, the fact that April was home inspectors month, evidently. Okay. <laughs> if you didn't know that. And uh but I, I want to get to the our topic, of course, which is plywood as well. Uh mm. and um namely the fact that it's not uh you need a piece of plywood, you need to think through what your why you need it, what your project is. And then you can't just assume you can walk into any old home center and get get exactly what you need.
1: No, you can't, you know I well, we'll get into it. Let's give our contact that <laughs> information right. out first.
0: You can reach us at us at handyguyspodcast.com for email, or you can go to our website, click on our contact form, get to us from there. You can uh, tweet, send a tweet our way. Is that what it's called now? <laughs> right. We're gonna yeah, tweet us. <laughs> <laughs> you can tweet us. We're at what? Handy guys.
1: We're handy guys on Twitter. On Twitter. And we're the handy guys on Facebook.
0: All right. got a project on your honeydew list? Let the Handy Guys know about it, and they may talk about it on their next podcast. So, Brian, did you know that April was Home Inspectors Month? I forgot to celebrate. Uh, You forgot to celebrate. It was probably a lot of other things. But it happened to be Home Inspectors, uh, according to ASHI, which is the American Society of Home Inspectors. It was their month in April. It's a time to remind ourselves, I guess, that you shouldn't... Is that
1: a congressionally mandated (laughs) holiday?
0: (laughs) I don't know. But I I read their little press release, and one thing that I thought of, and I think one of the reasons they have it in April, is because it's a good time to uh, inspect your own home, even the home you already own, as opposed to when you buy one.
1: Uh, Absolutely, and we've talked about that in the past. In fact, we even did a spring... Home inspection checklist. That's right, and we can put a link to that in the show notes.
0: Yeah, and you so you can just use that, and you can do your own inspection.
1: Yeah, I mean it's going to be a basic inspection. It doesn't assume any, you know, great depth of knowledge uh, on the average homeowner's part. It's just saying, look at these things and see what might be amiss around your house.
0: Now they suggest a thorough home inspection every three to five years. And of course, they would like you to call one of their, you know, ASHI approved home inspectors, and uh, that makes I can I don't know about every three to five years, but it does make sense from time to time for a lot of people to have someone do that inspection. Not only can they help you discover problems in the home, but they can also help you prioritize what items need to be addressed.
1: Right, and we talked about that in the past before. You know, if you have a really old home, and you think you're in over your head, or you are in over your head, a home inspector may be able to help you do that prioritization.
0: Okay, so um, use our checklist. I noticed there was one thing on one of our checklists that wasn't on, that we didn't have on the checklist that I thought about since then, and that is, and maybe I've mentioned this before, is your heater dryer vent is always something you shouldn't check every once in a while. Right. Make sure it's not overly clogged. When do, you know Clean it out every once in a while, maybe at least once every few years. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So, so we need to add that I think I might have added that to the post. I'll have to go back and check when we uh, prepare this cool. post.
0: All right. Let's talk about plywood, Brian. Is that all? I thought
1: you had a bone to pick.
0: Oh, about the home inspectors? Yeah. Uh, I do. I should probably save it for another time. But <laughs> it has to do with the, 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 uh, when you buy a house and you have the house inspected. Mm-hmm. The homeowner, the buying homeowner, um, will often use the report from the home inspector. Right, um, and as, take, take, as
1: part of a negotiation, right.
0: But let's just put it this way: the home inspector, he or she is in there, and they're trying to make sure they do a complete, thorough examination of the home. They always say, you know, they, they can't see everything, and they always have little right. legalese to to show that in case they miss something, right. they're not going to be and, held and accountable. And it's not
1: a code inspection right.
0: either, right? But my point is, they often will say things like, oh, you ought to really have a different kind of ridge vent on that roof. Or, oh, you need this to be done. And, you know, then I've heard of sellers get uh, requests from the buyers, oh, please put a different sort of ridge vent on your home. Well, that's all fine and good because maybe there is some newer and improved ridge vent system, but that's not something you do until you re-roof the house. Right. Typically. Right. So right. you get these either uninformed buyers or overzealous inspectors, I'm not sure which, that make these requests that are just totally bogus. So then this, you know, you just right. like you would never do that. Nothing. Right.
1: I uh, we've talked about in the past couple of shows about the deck that I'm building, right? Mhm. And um, I've been on some different forums and so forth reading questions and contributing answers as I had them regarding decks and so forth and just kind of following what's new in decks and best practices and so forth. And on one of the forums that I've been visiting regarding decks, someone posted a picture or no, they posted some questions. They said, I just bought bought a house new to me. It's about 30 years old and it has a deck. We had a home, we had an inspection and everything was fine. But I'm I'm concerned about the deck, mm-hmm. and then he described things like wobbly uh, railings and uh, kind of a squishy <laughs> feel under feet, right. and you know things wiggling and wobbling and peeling, and um, and, and so everyone had jumped in and said, "Well, post some pictures of you know describe your concerns a little more," but your point is well taken about the home inspection one they can't see everything and they're not going to get into every little detail mm-hmm. if they look at a deck they're going to say deck estimated uh, life remaining 5 years right. or 10 years or 20 you know whatever it might be and in this guy's case he had an old house and it had an old deck there was nothing out of the ordinary about that hmm. but he just assumed because he had a home inspection, right. quote exactly. unquote, that so the he buyer passed
0: and, and off he went. Right. And the buyer doesn't always know how to uh, to sort of prioritize their own, the report they received and they just take right. the whole thing and dump it on the seller. And, you know, in right. the case I was giving you, the house wasn't that old. It's only right. five or eight years old. <laughs> oh, yeah, you need a whole new ridge vent on that house. There's a better, new, improved stuff, you know product out there right you know
1: it would be different if the ridge vent was not installed properly if sure. it had wind damage if it had uh you know was missing the cap shingles or, uh, or the cap shingles were cut incorrectly or it wasn't on straight and there was a, a gap leading to a leak in the attic something like that but
0: oh well well enough about that let's talk about plywood all right Now, first of all, we should probably uh, define what plywood is. Okay. (laughs) Does everyone know what plywood is?
1: Plywood is (laughs) in the category of sheet goods. Yeah. It's wood. Right. Uh, Typically comes in two sizes. What are the two sizes, Paul?
0: Well- uh, Four by eight. Oh, you're talking about, yeah, four by eight. Or five by five. Five by five, if it, yep. If, if it's a certain style, which we'll talk about. But typically, <laughs> right. American plywoods are 4 by 8 or you can sometimes get them cut down. Um, I want to talk about a couple things about plywood. Sure. First of all, we can talk about the various styles. And let's just very start at the beginning. The reason why we want to talk about this is because as a handyman, it seems like you always need a piece of plywood, a sheet of <laughs> plywood. There's some project you need plywood for. Right.
1: Plywood's very versatile. Right. So, yes. And
0: so we want to talk about... Oh, kind of the different types of plywood. We're not going to get into every detail, but I also want to talk about not only where, uh, why you need plywood, but where you get it and how you transport it. Okay. <laughs> I know how
1: I transport it.
0: <laughs> right. It's easy for you, and it used to be for me, but don't make me cry. Um, so let's talk about, uh, well, why you need it. L- let me give you my example. Sure. I needed to build some uh, built-in bookshelves, and I was going to use plywood for the carcasses, Okay. Of those bookshelves, sure, and um, it's a good use for plywood because right. it's flat and exactly, it's flat and strong. I was going to use three quarter inch thick plywood, and uh, perhaps even use it for drawers in some cases. So, in my uh, case, you have to decide. All right, you're looking at your project. You're going to build some furniture you need to decide, is it painted? Is it going to be stained? How are you going to to use that plywood?
1: Right, and building furniture with plywood is a very different task and a very different kind of plywood than building shelves in the garage. Right,
0: exactly. So if I was just building real simple shelves in the garage, I would use pretty much the cheapest plywood I could find and just do it. I don't care about knots. I don't care about appearances. I don't care if it's, you know, how well it's sanded, (laughs) how rough it is. I just need something to hold whatever, my my uh, tools or whatever I'm going to be putting on it in sure. the uh, garage. But if you want it to look like a nice piece of furniture, then you have to start thinking, okay, how is this wood going to look stained or painted? Um, the what purest, species of yeah, wood is it? Is exactly. It, so, if
1: you're building a cherry coffee table that has a plywood top and a solid hardwood edge banding right. around it. Cherry plywood.
0: Yeah, there you go. So right. you're going to want cherry plywood, in which case you go to your local home center and – Nada. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to You're not going to find it. So if you need some sp- what, what I'll call specialized plywoods with some, some uh, finer species on the outside layer like cherry, you're going to have to go to either a local lumber yard or uh, a hard, you know, local specialty woods dealer. Or that may not be local. You may have to drive a while.
1: Right. I know around us, there's two of those specialty wood dealers. They're both kind of in the same direction west of here, but about an hour away.
0: Actually, Brian, you can get the cherry right near where we live at a local lumberyard. Okay, but uh, but I know what you're thinking. You're thinking of a place about an hour away that all they do, all they sell, pretty much are pl- specialty plywoods, and they right. have everything right. <laughs> and more. So and they cater more to the uh, in, for industry and professional uh, builders and right. furniture makers. And that you know sort of the people thing. that are building displays yeah. in
1: the mall yeah. and and uh, designers and so forth.
0: So okay, so. If you don't need that, let's say you want to build a bookshelf that you're going to paint. It's mm-hmm. You want it to be decent wood material. Um, you want to paint it. What are you looking for and where can you find it? Right.
1: Well, the one of the key aspects if you're building something like nice shelves, but they're going to be painted so you don't need to go to a premium veneer plywood, is that the plywood is flat. Yeah. That it's going to stay flat and that – it's stable so it's 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 going to be strong it's not going to warp and bend and twist once you once you cut it that it'll support edge banding perhaps mhm in other words your plywood when you cut it well even if you don't cut it the edge of it you see all of the plies in it And if you paint that, you'll still see that show through. So you may put a band of uh, matching wood on there. Even if you're going to paint it, you still may put that edge banding on there.
0: And it doesn't even have to be the same species if you're painting it. Usually you do like a poplar because it paints well or something like that. Right. Whatever they
1: have at the the same place you get the plywood. So
0: if you go into the home center, what I found and determined is that you generally find – you have your construction grade plywoods. Okay. Sure. You're going to use flooring, your, flooring
1: or, and roof uh, underlayment. Right. And some, r- is exterior, uh,
0: application, some is exterior applications, some's interior or exterior. And then as you move up in price mm-hmm. and you need something a little bit more specialized, like we're talking about, you're going to do some building bookshelves. You generally find things like um, oak plywood, where mm-hmm. the, sur- the surfaces are oak and they're rated. They'll have a rating statement. They'll say it's a BC or an AC. Mm-hmm. And what does all that mean? Right. Well,
1: A is the best, D is the worst, and yeah. you'll find A, B, C, and D. So if it's an AA plywood, it's A on both sides. Right. You'll typically find like an A, B, or an AC. Yeah. So one side is better than the other. But one thing that you can tell a quality plywood – What's the little trick? Do you know my little trick? No, I don't have I think ever so. told you that? Look at the edge of the plywood and count how yeah. many layers right. there are in the plywood. You want
0: more layers.
1: More layers equals yeah. better plywood. So the cheapest, crappiest plywood is going to have three layers. Yeah. Uh, your middle of the road maybe has five layers and the better plywood's may have seven, eight, or even nine layers, depending on the thickness of the plywood. Right,
0: and I found that uh, generally at the, our local big box center, home centers, they have uh, they have an oak plywood. They have a um, they also have a birch slash. Maple So one side's maple The other side's birch They didn't even I didn't even see a rating on it But it looked okay. like Kind of an AA Kind of thing Right It's sanded on good. both sides yeah.
1: It's meant to be finished It's appearance grade videre. Right
0: So I ended up using that And uh I don't like painting oak It's harder has a t- more difficult grain To cover right. and It's a little doesn't sand as smooth Yeah and stuff. So I used the I mean ideally There would be some sort of Poplar plywood Which I think they do make But I didn't see that Because poplar paints really well but um, the uh, I determined that the birch birch is also a good paintable wood. It is. And I would have preferred it to be birch and birch, but it was birch and maple, and it turned out the maple side painted pretty well. Sure. Both sides painted uh, pretty evenly so that even though I wasn't always consistent in facing the woods the same way, so that it had the same type of wood showing the most, you know, whatever, when I was painting it, it all painted pretty well. I primed and painted. Right. And that worked pretty well. So for a paintable project, the but, the, the maple slash birch uh, worked. But what did that set you back cost-wise from the home center? What, 50 bucks a sheet? It wasn't, I don't think it was quite that much but okay. it is it is a little bit pricey then they usually have another type of it's like this mystery plywood right, right. you know white wood or something no uh sand uh sand ply sand ply like right. no one really knows what that is <laughs> right it's whatever wood
1: they get from yeah wherever yeah. they get it and
0: it looks it looks like it would paint well but it's it's every piece is different i i just I uh, have no confidence. <laughs> right. It's, it looks like it might warp easily. I don't know. It might be fine. Maybe our listeners right. can tell us if they well, can.
1: I've I've used some of that for some shelves in, in the garage, but I want it right. you know, slightly upgraded. And when you cut that you'll find voids. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, exactly. So you know, the edges look fine when you buy it, but if when you're cutting through it, you'll say, Uh oh, there's some of the veneer is missing on the right. inside and, and those uh, you may need to fill those edges in, or something like They're that.
0: They're usually a little bit cheaper, and there's a reason why. Right. So, and then um, Brian, there's uh, another type of wood that I hear an awful lot about on the internet, but it's hard to find locally. Yes. And this is wood that um, I know I have it in my house because on a, I looked at a piece of furniture, and oftentimes furniture makers will build drawers out of it. The drawer, uh, car, the box, right, and the sides will be made out of this, and it's called Baltic birch. Right. It's
1: also sometimes called Russian birch, yes. sometimes it's called Finnish right. birch, meaning from Finland, right. not uh, Finnish as in, you know, finish the...
0: So it comes from yeah. either Russia or Finland or those areas. I've also heard actually that they're starting to produce it in South America, maybe, I don't know. You hear different China things. And China, you know, yeah.
1: you're going to get it different places. But the characteristics of that are many veneer layers, right. so it's very stable. Mm-hmm. A half-inch ply may have seven layers. Right. And uh, unfortunately, it's measured in millimeters.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it is. So there's you can't just go out and buy three quarter inches, but you can buy the equivalent in millimeters.
1: Right. So like uh, I think half inch is like twelve point seven millimeters. Yeah. So
0: twelve. The the approximations are: if you need three quarter inch, you would get eighteen millimeter of the Baltic birch. If you need half inch, you would get twelve millimeter.
1: Right. But if you're using A router with a half inch bit, it's not going to, to make a dado or a groove, it's not going to fit. So you need to make sure you match your bit to your plywood.
0: Now, the other thing is it's often sold in five foot sizes, so five by fives. Right. Um, Although, you know, Again, some are suggesting from things I've read uh, that, oh, no, we have it in 4 by 8s at so-and-so local yard somewhere in the Midwest, and then someone will say, well, that can't be Baltic birch. I don't know what the truth is, but right. it sounds like you can find it. And in fact, I saw something recently at the Home Center just last week, and it was called... Cabinet grade plywood, and it definitely had more layers than your typical plywood. It looked pretty good, but I don't know what it was. Right? (laughs) They didn't bother to give you a species or, right? uh, right. It was four by eight sheets, so I don't know. Uh, It's hard to say. So that's the problem I've had. And what's interesting, if you go into the same home center, the same, you know, the the orange home center, you may go into one or the blue, you may go into (laughs) two different orange home centers. And they have a different selection of, of plywood. Right. Like right. completely different. One will have the the birch maple and the other one won't, and or they'll have some weird product that the other one doesn't. Oh, so I know. You I know. just don't know what – and from week to week even. They'll sell out of one and then the next week they get one in from China or something. Right. And it's it's very interesting and it's right. very frustrating. So your
1: the inventory from those places, it, it varies based on – Local availability and local dis- distribution of lumber products. Mm-hmm. So, what they can get when some of that seasonal depends on what's being harvested. There's commodity prices that go in all <laughs> right. of this. So, uh, and
0: yeah. by the way, the big home center that's out in the Midwest, yeah. Chicago, Milwaukee, and go, moving east and west from there, there's uh, I think a couple hundred stores. Yeah, they always seem to have Baltic birch, and they're called. You know, yeah, I know who you, you know you're where I'm going, yeah. and how do you pronounce it? Because we don't have any around here. Is it Maynard's? Menards. Menards. We don't even know because there isn't one within 300 miles oh, right. or something. But the, you know,
1: when you go on the forums, they say, oh, Menards has it. It's or Maynard's, right. Or, well, I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of people say,
0: oh, you can get Baltic Birch there. And, and we're thinking, well, that's nice. I wish we had one. <laughs> so you know, if you're out there from uh, Maynard's or Maynard's or how you're, however right. you pronounce it. Uh, Here like, in Southeast Pennsylvania, yeah.
1: maybe you could open up yeah. a store.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We'll be happy to check it out. But anyway, not that we have anything – no problems with the orange or blue store. We just like to check out something new. So, um, okay. So, there you have it. There's uh, your basic overview of plywood. But, Brian, let's just say you found your perfect plywood. and you, Well,
1: perfect for what?
0: Right? Perfect for your job, whatever it is. Okay. It doesn't matter. All right. Could be you're putting down new flooring. Could be you found the plywood you want. You Now, you got to bring it home. Yes. You have a four by eight sheet of plywood and you have a Honda Accord (laughs) or whatever. You have a family van.
1: So you call up somebody who has a pickup truck.
0: All right. So you got to get a pickup truck or you can rent the truck. I also have another option.
1: Well- my uh, Chevy Suburban, I can get a four by eight, she- yep. a stack of four by eight sheets in the back and close the door.
0: Right. So some some bigger SUVs, you can do the four by eights. And if you search your vehicle and four by eight, you will be sure to find a post in some forum <laughs> where someone asks the question, "Can you fit a four by eight in that car?" What are, are the, there's other options. There's got to be other options. Well, what about a roof rack?
1: You know, my dad did that for years. So he had, you know, this little suction cup thing and it would had these little clips. It would hook on the uh, gutter, uh, they yeah. called it part of the vehicle. Newer vehicles don't have those. If so you already have the
0: rails, maybe if you can get one of those Tully systems, they're just the crossbars, maybe you could uh, do sure. it.
1: Sure. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of roof racks that, that would certainly work.
0: The problem is, though, if you're by yourself, getting a four by eight sheet of three quarter inch plywood up on top of the car. Is no easy task. Yeah,
1: it's been done.
0: You could do it if you had to, but if you're worried about a little scratch on your car or, right. you know. Well, the other thing you can
1: do is bring your measurements and a lot of these home centers yep. will cut it for you.
0: Exactly. That's now, what I did.
1: Right. So have them cut it a little bit big so you can you can trim it up to exactly what you need I, because they're not going to do exact measurements That's for
0: you. what I did. I um, – I had, a, at the time, I had a family van when I was buying pr- sheet goods earlier this winter before we uh, traded it in, but it, it was pretty beat up. So I didn't have to worry too right. much about throwing it and I took all the seats out, I think, and it could barely fit. It really couldn't fit a four by eight sheet without scraping the sides. So what I did is I would cut, I would have them cut, say, um, 12 inches off of it. So it would be 36 inches wide, and I'd have, or maybe 14 inches if I knew I needed. 12 inches, I would do it a little extra. And so I didn't have that much waste. And the other nice thing is that initial rip of a four by eight sheet of plywood on a table saw is kind of a pain. So it'd be nice to do some cuts. The problem was is that you never know if their saw's working or if there's someone there that knows how to operate it. Or, you know, in some cases they hadn't changed a blade in forever, so they were barely getting through and it was burning the wood. And you know, (laughs) it was it was pretty, pretty scary sometimes on some of the cuts they did for me. But we made it. And uh, that's how I did it. So I was able to not have to worry about renting a truck or anything. I could do it that but way. But you
1: didn't get that in your Honda Accord. So what's, I could, what's I your c- plan?
0: I could get um, – uh, you could actually get a 24-inch, I think. And <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. But so you can put the back put seat it in down my, and, and in all the other that. car. Yeah, I can. And hang it out the trunk. Yeah, but and, it doesn't – Yeah, it would be tough. I would still have to have it ripped probably 24 inches, but I have another car that I could do. That's right. You've got your SUV now. If I scratch it, I'm toast, though. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, that's enough. just
1: call me up if you need the (laughs) plywood. We go swing by. It's my wife's car. I'm toast.
0: All right. So, (laughs) yeah, we're not throwing any plywood into that car. Um, I just need to get a truck again. That's going to be the ultimate solution, I think, down the road. All right, Brian. Um, that's all I have about plywood, and we're running out of time. I don't know that we have time to talk about dust control. Gonna- now
1: we can do that next week, and okay. I also want to talk a little bit about uh, the sprinkler system mandate. I know we mentioned uh, that was coming in yes. 2011. We mentioned that at the end of yes, the last it year. It's all
0: changed. It has. Yes, and I can tell you all about that. So next week we're talking about sprinkler systems in the home and your dust collection system that every handy guy at least needs to be concerned about. The Handy Guys will be back next week. Same handy time, same handy website.